Okay. I know. I can't even. I, I can't even. I couldn't even get through the song. I can't. Because <laughs> I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I have to talk about it. Oh, my gosh. One of our brain candy brainiacs. Emily Lewis. Emily Lewis. I love you. She sent <laughs> the cutest thing. It's a little cross-stitch uh, embroidery yeah, little an embroidery, wheel, yeah. embroidery loom that says, hello, friends. Like our song. And I mean, then, it's so cute. And it's like, adorable. I think she chose the fabric because it's kind of like candy. Yes. You know, like candy-esque. It looks exactly like that. And as soon as I walked in, I saw it and I started singing our song. We put and it on great. our wall. We love fan art. You guys should send us stuff. Our entire wall is covered in fan art. You could totally send us fan art. Don't send us anything crappy, though. I mean... Sarah can put that in her house. <laughs> you guys all send us good stuff. <laughs> Sarah's been having trouble with her house. My house is literally falling apart. Is being uprooted. Up, uprooted. Literally. Oh my gosh. So the other morning I go to go to the bathroom, you know, first pee of the day, you're half awake, <laughs> eyes aren't even open, none of the lights are even on. Mm. I flush the toilet what happened? The water doesn't come out of the toilet top. It all starts leaking out from the base of the toilet. And now my entire floor... And first I just think, I'm like half asleep, and I think, oh my God, could this just be... Maybe my husband took a shower, maybe the floor is wet from the shower. So then the toilet had filled up again. So I go, okay, I'll just try again. And I flushed it. I went through eight towels of water to sop it all up. And this is all before seven o'clock in the morning it's terrible and then the plumber has to come and they tell us we're sorry but a tree roots from a tree have right. gone into your pipes and now are blocking all your pipes and now it's just shit water coming out of my house and i can't even take a shower <laughs> i am so sorry but you know what too blessed to be stressed that's what i say whatever i'm just going to like keep you know coming over to Susie's house and taking your shits here Taking my BMs here. She makes brown over here every oh day. <laughs> um, welcome. <sighs> we are having so much fun already. Yes. We have so much to talk about. Uh, I read a book. Tell me. Oh, let me first tell you. You know how I had my New Year's resolution was, was to read 50 yes. books this year. How's that and, coming? Well, I've been tracking it on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to feel like... I had read so many books, but like my, like the reading challenge section wasn't reflecting that. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, dang, I mean, I better get reading. So I started like speeding on my reading yeah. and going and going. And then I realized that I had not turned on the feature where it like is counting them uh-huh. properly. And so I've read like 52 books already. <gasps> Good for you. Yeah. So I met my goal and now I'm just trying to read all the books that are on my night table before the end of the year. I have about 10 more um, to go. Dang. So that is fun. But one of the books that I read, we have talked about on the show, but I hadn't read it yet, which is The Magic of Tidy, Life-Changing Magic yes. of Tidying Up. It, is it what everybody says it is? Well, I was skeptical because yeah. I had heard that whole uh-huh. shebang about the, does it spark joy, right? right. This is it. And yes. now she has an, another book out called Sparking Joy or yeah. something. So this is her catchphrase about... You pick up an item uh-huh. and you say to yourself, does this spark joy? joy? And I thought, this is a bunch of baloney. I love organizing and I love uh-huh. getting rid of stuff and selling things on eBay. I love it. But that phrase... I don't know why for you. Because it sounds ridiculous. Like, But you're essentially doing that without saying to yourself, right? I Well, so 
I guess I felt like a lot of things you need don't spark joy. Like my toothbrush doesn't spark joy. Oh, so then true. I thought going into the book, I thought, well, I'm just going to try anyway. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, good. And it now seems like something I you should love. I keep asking, Adam, what sparks joy? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're like one of those people who read the book, The Secret, and now you're telling everybody that they need to start visualizing and manifesting their own I still happiness. think the phrase is cheesy. Yeah. And per- perhaps maybe could we could choose a better yeah, phrase. Yeah, but so is whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> but it's still That still holds true. true. <laughs> but it is, uh, it actually is life-changing. Oh, that's I great. feel like a different person, Sarah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try to take that <laughs> in, in, and apply that because I got a pantry that really needs to be cleaned out. Oh my God. So I bad. feel like Monica, like I want you to let me come over and do oh it. Oh my gosh, Right. Because you can see the improvements uh, I've made. Our closet, people, it looks like <laughs> the container store just jacked off all over our <laughs> closet. Well, the f- most fun thing for me was, you've been in my closet, my bedroom. I was a believer in, like, hanging everything up. Yeah. And I bought wooden hangers because, I, uh-huh, in my mind, uh-huh, wooden uh-huh. hangers were, like, a sign Luxury. of wealth. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, if I have wooden hangers, I've made it. Yeah. And um, every I had all my T-shirts and tank tops and everything hung up. And oh. she was like, this mm-hmm. is stupid. Mm-hmm. And she teaches you how to fold. Okay. Can you please tell me how, how do I fold a tank Wait top? till you see my drawers. I, we need to pause this. I need to go look. <laughs> Press pause. Okay. Okay, we're back. Well, I know what I'll be doing. <laughs> Forget going to school tomorrow because now I have to make my closet look like Susie's people. It's so great. I mean, I feel like my... Life is changed by your tidying up. <laughs> so here's one of the things that she mentioned which resonated with me, which was because I had all of Adam's shirts, T-shirts hanging up as well, which is stupid. And she said, think about every square foot in your house you're paying rent or mortgage on. So if you're paying for all that square footage in your closet to be for T-shirts that you could put in a drawer right. instead of in your whole walk-in closet. Now I have anxiety because I have a, I know the tank tops that I have hanging up and how much space. And I was just thinking about how I have no space to hang clothes, yeah. but I have like three empty dresser drawers. Right. <gasps> you have empty dresser drawers? Mm, you know why? Because I bought a bed that the entire uh, bed like, pulls out and oh. has the underneath storage and they're empty right now. Okay. So you need to do that then. Under the bed storage. Yeah. So when it, for books, which I've already gotten rid of so many of mine because I moved from Pittsburgh and they're mm-hmm, very heavy, mm-hmm. but some people have so many books. That's with me. You might want to read her thoughts on that. And she makes you put them all out on the floor and Uh-oh. pick each one up no. and say, will I read this again? Does it spark joy? Is it <sighs> sentimental? You know, whatever. You have to like go yep. through. Yeah. And, like, do you keep your... Does she take into account things that you like on your bookshelf so that other people think you look smart? I think she would be against that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I I am a believer now. Oh, man. I'm going to have to borrow that one from you, I think. I mean, she is too much for me, and she says, like, deviating from her specific method is a mistake, and... Yeah, Scientology says that too. (laughs) So I'm not like, I don't do it exactly like she said, Mm -hmm. but I love a lot of it. Mm. So there you go. Shoeboxes, people. That's what they say. That's what she says. You got to put everything in shoeboxes apparently. In in your drawers, they're good dividers. Like if you have socks and then bras and (sighs) undies and all that stuff. Because otherwise it's just a big pile. It's just a big pile. Yeah. And Oprah always used to say like your stuff should rise up and greet you. 
Like your house should rise up and greet you when you... Yours does. I love walking into your house. Oh, thanks. I mean, you are very good at that. And you have not, not a lot of clutter, but although... No. Many occasions you'll be like, I was cleaning out such and such, and I found like this weird, random things from the real world. Yes. Like, where is all this stuff? Because I have a, I have a lot of journals. I keep a lot of, I mean, I've always had journals my whole life, and I've always had like little memory books. Um, so a lot of them are pieces of paper that are in. I probably have fifty journals, but they're filled. They yeah. have all you know, and I can't get rid of those. Okay. They're well, great. If they spark joy, then they spark so much joy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I'm like thinking, you know, just flipping back through journals from when I was on the real world Brooklyn, and then I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I was thinking that kind of stuff then. You could just, it's like having a little time capsule yeah. to see where you were in your mind yeah, during at that, that time and see how far you've come. And Well, she was know. saying how, you know, people that like, they probably don't do this as much anymore, but like back in the day, People would get their pictures developed, and then they would keep them in those paper envelopes. Yep. My mom has so many of those. She tackles that issue and oh, says, like, crap. how you say to yourself, oh, someday I'll treasure those. The day never comes. No. And then they get passed down, and then, she and then you're stuck with them. So now oh, there's, God. like, the envelope has three of each picture. And my mom was a photographer who just liked taking pictures of stuff. So it'll be of... Like a beetle. Worse. Like like a, the, the corner of a, of a <laughs> building that looked like a beautiful architectural <laughs> thing that, you know. Um, Mom, you were stoned when you took that. One picture. thing that, you know, you definitely should save are things that spark joy, like the book that your child loves growing up. Keepsakes. Keepsakes. Mementos. One such example is the beautiful and personalized books that you can get at wonderbly.com. They used to be called Lost My Name, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because it's like they lost their name. Oh, and now they're wonderbly.com. And as you guys know, we are big fans because you can go on their site and choose the name of the child that you're buying the book for, if it's yours or for a baby shower, Christmas or something. And then you can make the character in the book look like the person that you're buying it for. And now they've taken it one step further and you can even customize certain parts of the story. Mm -hmm. I just got one for my friend's son who had a superhero birthday and one of the books called Kingdom of You. Yeah. He gets to pick uh, like people who come to his rescue or people who are like on his team. You can like customize it and you can choose superheroes. So he gets to have superheroes in his book. I'm wondering if you saw this when you, cause you said you bought one recently. Yeah. They have a new section for older kids that's in collaboration with Roald Dahl. Yes. Did you see that? I sure did. Did I say his name wrong? Roald Dahl. Roald. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was saying it wrong all my life. Uh, they have a new personalized book fresh from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. That is really cute. I feel like it's just the it might be the anniversary or like oh, the okay. day after the release or something like just this week. It came out. Yeah, it's yeah. really really cute and super special. Go to wonderbly.com that's w o n d e r b l y.com and enter your little one's name for a full preview of their story and enter code braincandy at checkout to get 15% off your order. Visit wonderbly.com today. Um, I do love the, the books. Lincoln really enjoys them as well. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you want to start with? Ooh, I've got an interesting Oh, no. I'm article. scared. What? Don't be scared. Well, I mean, actually, we should be kind of scared based on what this article is about. So, uh, 
Do you find that you are somebody who is a daydreamer? No. Do you let your mind wander? Sometimes. Or like, I should ask maybe how, if you're doing something like personal grooming, Mm. how much time do you think? Yeah, I'm always thinking about something else. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a study that came out uh, that said in 2014, one in 16 Americans visited the ER for home injuries that resulted from things like fumbling knives, falling off ladders, messing up like something with cookware. And one of the main causes of these accidents is a wandering mind. Huh. That's what they were, they're saying that this has become something that is happening so often. It's almost worth studying and worth looking at. Like, why are we so easily distracted why are our minds wandering more and why is there a rise in i have a theory oh tell me i don't know if i'm right but don't you think that given that we all usually have our phones and stuff yep we're not used to being bored like as soon as we're bored we get on our phone and when you're like chopping veggies and stuff you can't be on your phone Mm -hmm. so then your brain has to go into like well give me something to entertain me i need to be entertained at all times what do you think? I absolutely agree. That has to be it. And they were fu- they found that... So yeah, it's on the rise. It's super on the rise. And the average person's mind wandered 65% of the time during grooming activities. Yeah. The time where it ma- wanders the least is during sex. That's shocking I, to me. It was shocking to me too because I almost feel like... That's a time where if you're a woman, you're, maybe they uh, asked a significantly amount or more men about that. Right. Um, it tends to wander more <laughs> when people feel upset rather than when they're happy. But then it wanders towards pleasant thoughts rather than unpleasant thoughts. And this one I thought was interesting, that drinking alcohol increases your mind wandering. Really? But... To speak <laughs> kindly of the mind wandering, yeah, people who were uh, they did a study on what are some maybe some good effects of the mind wandering, and when they prepped people with a wandering mind to do a creative task, they outperformed people who didn't who were not prepped with the wandering mind on the creative task. Uh huh. So it tends to this wandering mind will help enhance creativity. But tends to make you a like, kind of a yeah, like a, a dummy, and, yeah, <laughs> dummy, and totally take away from what you know. I felt like what what my mind thought uh, started thinking of as I was reading this were all the studies that are coming out now on the benefits of mindfulness and practicing about being in the present yeah. and how all the and let me tell you, as somebody who's in the psycho- psychiatry field and psychology world, that is the new thing that's the hot topic and the new evidence-based treatments are all mindfulness-based things that people are really saying we got to get more in touch with who we are right now in the moment maybe as a reaction to all these wandering minds yeah i can see that this doesn't surprise me you know i remember one time i was talking to a police officer and he was saying that that's distracted driving is of course you know that's what they have in here too what does it say it says that the majority of people who when they were asked after they got into an accident like i can't remember what the exact percentage was that they reported highly disrupting slash distracting just being distracted while they were 
driving. Yeah. Is that the thing where, you know, when you drive somewhere and you're like, how did I get here? Uh-huh. That's weird. Really weird. Once, oh, one, oh my God, I was listening to our podcast. This is when we first started doing our podcast. I had just moved to my new house mm-hmm. and I drove home to my old house. Oh. Got parked in the driveway, got out of the driveway and went, oh my God, I haven't lived here for two months. <laughs> That's weird. Yep. Drove to the wrong house. And it, how did you get in? You had a gate, though. No, it was my old apartment in Long Beach I went to. Oh, my God. I That's drove crazy. to my old... It was like I was on autopilot. Whatever it was, I was not thinking at yeah, all. right. Yeah. And everyone's had that experience, you yeah. know, where you're like, what was my brain doing just now? And you know what's super weird? They closed this this article, which I'll put in our newsletter. It's in the Atlantic. Um, which isn't that magazine just the best? I mean, like everything never good ending. Com- I mean, it's yeah. like all of our articles come from right, there. Right. People are going to like, don't, don't subscribe people because then you'll stop <laughs> listening to us. So, um, but a, a university of Minnesota survey found that 79% of adults would rather admit to a humiliating experience than divulge what they're daydreaming about. What? That's what I said. Aren't you shocked to find that out? What are they daydreaming about? Also what I thought. What, what what are you daydreaming about? What kind of stuff do you daydream about? Like meeting celebrities. Do you? <laughs> yeah, like I think about what I would say if I met like Ted Danson. Oh my gosh, what would you stum- say? Well, I'm still stumped on it. That's what it's taking a lot oh, of time. Yeah, so you just daydream that scenario? Just imagine what it would be like, how excited I'd be. What about you? Sometimes I often replay oh. arguments that I think, oh God, you That's know which a good one, one I hate to admit that I write often? Ugh. Okay. What? I'm just gonna. This is gonna be like therapy session right now. I'm just gonna say it. Tell me. I often oh, I replay know. the moments right before like that the final challenge of the the rivals three. Yep. I often play out the scenario of me sitting down right before the finish line, and then I even go through like, okay, well that wouldn't have worked either because he's still what you know, and in and then I have to stop myself and say, Sarah. You're wasting way too much time thinking about something that you absolutely cannot change. This does not affect your life at all right now. Keep, and it's usually when I'm working out. Really? Because I think, and in a way, I avo- for a while, I almost avoided working out, like pushing myself to a physical limit because it, you know, but God, thank God I got back to working out. Speaking of working out... I hope you guys are still doing Beachbody. And if you're not doing Beachbody, please join us because Sarah and I are both committed to doing Beachbody on demand and we are working our tails off over here. I don't want to brag or anything, but I didn't work out for a long time as previously stated. Yes. And then I just, in the last couple weeks or months, have been doing it. And mm-hmm. I went over to dinner at a friend's house and she was like, hey, you're looking great. And I have not stepped foot in a gym. All I've been doing is my beach body. That's so great. Yeah, man. Woo! It's fun because they have P90X, they have 21 Day Fix, they have Insanity, but they also have yoga and they have other low impact stuff. If you're not someone that you know normally works out or you want to start out slow, it's so convenient. It's basically the Netflix of workout videos at your fingertips. And if you want free access to the site... You can claim a free trial membership by texting Brain Candy, all one word, to 303030, and you'll get full access to the entire platform for free. And you can join us on our 
little fitness journey. And you don't have to want to change your body either. You know, it could be for mindfulness. I mean, yeah, like maybe just you're said. just trying to keep, you know, because I'm less distracted when the uh, trainers are talking to me. <laughs> well, so back to, though, this thing about Rivals 3. Yeah. I mean, obviously what you're experiencing is sort of like textbook regret. Yeah, and totally. But it's tough because I don't actually think you did anything no. like that you could change because I've thought about it and what could you have done? Nothing. There's ab- I th- uh, that's the that's inevitably the conclusion I always come to when I run through every single scenario in my brain. You know, people that have experienced like true loss, mm-hmm. I think especially if there's been like something with their child. Oh. That's, you know, what people say is that they run through scenarios and think, if I just would have, if I would have, you know, that would have mindset. Mm -hmm. And it can haunt you about big and small things. And it's Uh, terrible. Well, I, and to even take it one step further, I was driving here just listening to, you know, the radio station and on the radio, they were talking about a study that just came out and this was on the radio. So I don't have this exact article, so I can't quote this exactly, but uh, essentially they were saying that holding on to secrets and, and not talking about it is super damaging for a whole bunch of reasons. It adds to the increased cortisol levels, increased stress. It makes you, which can help, uh, or, uh, make it difficult to lose weight. It could make it, I mean, and you're just like repressing negative thoughts that as soon as you talk about it, all of that goes away. And so you should be talking about all these deep, dark secrets. And these Whoa. Thoughts. Hey, if you guys want to share your secrets ever, right. I'll give you a number to call in. Yeah. Hop on here. That would be so awesome. <gasps> just like a, have you ever seen that website share. where I have, I forget the name of it, but it's like, you know, people can just write their secret. Yeah. It and it's got to feel really good. It probably does, but it's also like really disturbing well, to see. But sometimes the secrets that people hold on to are secrets that everybody, that a lot of people have also dealt with, or a lot of True. people, a lot of things like shame. People carry around a lot of shame about things mm-hmm. that they don't need to. Yeah, unnecessary. Um. Okay. Let me think what I want to say next. Do you want just a fun fact to break it up? Yeah. Sure. Um, Mel Blanc, Blank Blanc, uh-huh, Blanc, I think the guy who did the voice of Bugs Bunny. Yes, was allergic to carrots. <laughs> How much do you love that? Like so much. <laughs> How do you know? What does that even mean? He got hives or what? Oh, that's a real good question. I don't know. He turned orange. Well, that will happen if you eat carrots. I know. It's happened to me before. You've eaten so many. Well, I a doctor. I was at a doctor's appointment. It was actually when I was getting a physical done for the challenge. <laughs> and they asked me if I have recently been drinking a lot of carrot juice. And I was like, yes, I have. I've been on a carrot juice kick. I love it. And she was like, yeah, you might want to stop doing that because you're turning a little orange. I didn't even notice. That is so the weird. The doctor noticed. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. The, uh. And maybe people in my family are just sensitive to it because my mom's, I've, my mom's been told that before too. Oh, like so it yeah, might be like a thing that we. Because I have. remember hearing that 
on like the behind the true Hollywood story of the Partridge family that show from the seventies. Yeah. The actress Susan Day was ha- uh, suffering with an eating disorder at one point, oh. and she was only eating carrots. Turn and on. she yeah, and they had to like stop filming because she was oh. orange on camera. <laughs> Oh wow! Like they won't stop filming just because she's anorexic, right? Right. But, but like the- you're at your target weight, but we can't <laughs> film you because you're orange, <laughs> right? Your coloring looks terrible. What if that were Donald Trump's thing? Mm. He just loved carrots. <laughs> I should have said that as he was taking a sip of water. <laughs> Do a spit, a spit take. take. That oh. is fascinating. Thanks for that uh, fun fact, Sarah. Yeah. I got one more for you. Small ears. That I didn't know, just, I just was so, this, I find this so interesting. The name Wendy. Yes. Was made up for the book Peter Pan. Wow. That wasn't a name until the book Peter Pan. What? Wow. That blew my mind right there. Right? Yes. It's like how I'll say a name to my mom and she'll be like, that's not a name. Right. Wendy wasn't even, could you imagine a time where Wendy wasn't a name? Well, so I can imagine now... Because everyone makes up names, you know, like, but like they combine things like, like Poot, <laughs> Poot Lovato, <laughs> you know, like all the Braden, Cade and Jaden, all those names are though they're made up. Well, they didn't exist, you know, 20 right. years ago. Braden, Cade and Jaden. Layden. That's the name of my son's swim instructor. Layden. Layton. And I kept called no. him Aiden for about three months before someone was like, his name's Layton. <laughs> It's noisy in there. I don't know. But my friend on Twitter made a tweet one time about how we are eventually going to have a president named Brayden or something, you know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) But, you know, like uh, names change over time. And those are so popular right now. They are really popular. You know, Landon was, he now... He's a trendy name. And now there's a bunch of toddlers named Landon. Landon. Everybody's named their kid Landon. Yes. And Landon's father's name is Harlan. And those are bit, that's kind of a new name that's popping up. And both of those fit this wider trend that I only found out after my son was named Lincoln, which is that boys' names are overwhelmingly ending in the letter N. It's, it's so weird because I think of all the ones I like and they all end with N. Well, because a lot of people are using last names as first names, and last names often oh, end right. in the letter N. Lincoln is a last name, and so it you know ends in an N. My little brother's name is Lucas, which ends in an S, but when he was in junior lifeguards and when he was about 10, they misspelled his name on his certificate, and they called him Lucan, <laughs> and so now he just goes by Lucan. For real? <laughs> like all of his buddies will oh. text him Lucan and like okay. his name on Twitter was Lucan and or on like Instagram or something. And I just loved that, that he just ran with it. <laughs> what do you think about people, because he didn't do this, but what do you think about people that make up their own nicknames? Oh, you can't make up your own. <laughs> no. What is that? Well, wait, have you ever dated? Sarah, AKA Queen of the Universe for short? No. <laughs> what do you, have you, I dated a guy one time oh. whose name was Mark. But he did not go by Mark. What did he go by? Mitch. That's not a thing. And it, like he didn't make Who it up. Po- okay. But if somebody else made it but up, it's fine. why would you go by Mitch? Mar- because maybe he didn't. Why? I he, it was after Mitch, the David Hasselhoff character in Baywatch. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Leave it to you that. to appreciate it. I would. Anyway, I wanted to talk about Wendy again. Oh, yeah. So like I can imagine now because people make up names all the time, but... 
back then, everyone went with like traditional Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, you know, biblical names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so to wonder what the inspiration was to have a, a new name in that film or book. Oh, good question. Book. I wonder what year that was. Wait, and also, who wrote Peter Pan? I have no idea. And I wonder if it was at the same time that Lewis Carroll was writing when there was this big trend in making up words. Weren't there? I feel like Lewis Carroll did it, and also Charles Dickens made yes. up a bunch of words. Shakespeare. So I feel like maybe that was well. That, that he was kind of a different time, but maybe no. It was I'm just, saying, yeah, I'm yeah. Saying but like authors, authors all the time. Yeah. Make, I mean, Dr. Seuss, but you know. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a fun fact. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, this, this, I can't remember what the name was, but we discussed some name last <clears throat> week. And you were saying a first name and then a middle name. And you almost called whoever it was Louise as a middle name. And then you stopped yourself. Oh, my God. I have to remember whose name was because it was the funniest moment. And in the middle of the podcast, you said, almost called this person Louise because you're so used to doing it. But it was funny because it didn't that, go with whatever No, and was. you said, look, and then corrected yourself and said the regular one. And I was thinking, oh my God, if anybody is a diehard yeah. listener, they're going to notice that she <laughs> almost accidentally called that person Louise. I do that at least once a day. It's so funny to me. And there's no reason. Sometimes I forget that my middle name isn't Louise. <laughs> Stop. <gasps> oh, wait. What? Since your middle name is Whitney, this bears men- uh, is it, what's the what's the w- phrase? Something mench is worth mentioning, but it's a different word. What is it? Bears mention. All right, bears. Isn't this? Yes, I think it is. Yeah. I was right. Okay. okay. Did you see the Whitney Houston documentary no. on Showtime? It's no. also available on Hulu if you have the Hulu uh, Showtime extension. It's an add-on. Oh, I don't. You can have my password. Okay. It is so good. Tell me. Basically, they're saying <gasps> that Whitney Houston, unbeknownst to us, was a lesbian with a partner the entire time what? named Robin who was... That doesn't surprise me for some reason. Really? Yeah. Why? You got a vibe? I did not. Oh, no, I don't know if I got a vibe, but... Maybe... You knew something was cooking. Yeah. Well, and also the... Can you think of any man that she was with... Besides Bobby Brown? No. Neither can I. And think about any female celebrity that is in that. Look at how many guys J-Lo's dated. I don't want to call her out. I mean, J-Lo, you do you. (laughs) And I support every single one of them. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Don't you think? It was just Bobby. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in the film, they oh. show the woman, and and this woman started out as her assistant. They grew up together. They were friends since they were real young. Mm-hmm. And this woman is, she kind of, she played basketball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she looked like somebody that was on in, like, the WNBA style. Yeah, okay. Real pretty. Yeah. But that look. Yeah. And she started as her assistant and then worked her way up and became, like, the tour manager on Whitney's tour. But... Meanwhile, she's during that time meeting mm-hmm. Bobby Brown, get, getting this relationship going, getting married, having a child, and then developing also this drug, you know, problem uh-huh. that eventually killed her. And the woman left 
And nobody knows if, like, they paid her off, like, the family, because the family was not happy that this woman was her lover and that there was a thing going on. So they don't know what, whether she left just because she couldn't take it anymore with being, like, second fiddle or oh. if she got paid off. But she disappeared, and the only time she reemerged was at the funeral, and then she penned a letter to her that I think Esquire published. Oh, my gosh. That was like, this is, you know. There's so I'm, much mystery around this. Yeah. And she does not talk about it now. She's married with kids, and she did not participate in She's the documentary. She's married with kids. To a woman. To a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? There's a few things that makes me Yes, makes tell me. me. Think of. It's so interesting. I can see... People that don't know your middle name is Whitney probably have no idea how this transitioned from Louise, but go ahead. <laughs> right? um, Whitney Houston became famous at a very young age, yeah. and I feel like when anybody gets pushed into the limelight... And her mom you, was like the you yeah, know, architect. You often lose, I think, a, a, a real firm grasp on what your own identity and who you are and i also think that the relationships by becoming famous so young and being so talented mm-hmm. and whitney houston was like this icon yeah. diva instantly that it would make it very <clears throat> difficult for her to have a an authentic genuine relationship even if it were just a friendship mm-hmm. with somebody of the same sex mm-hmm. or the, or, you know, uh, yeah. the opposite sex, but like I a remember, platonic relationship. yeah, I remember being young and, and questioning my identity and not really knowing who I was and meeting women who I really looked up to and really admired and who I looked at as like people who I wanted to emulate and be like. And I often, um, saw that as like attraction and, I got something from these women that I really just looked up to and maybe like you mistook it for, yeah, for, for, I mistook admiration for attraction attraction. and, uh, I don't think that's what was going on here. No. And I, I can, I think that when you have somebody who is your person, who you've known from the beginning, who you have these really like, Feelings that are different with this person than are how you feel with other people. Mm-hmm. That you can almost, that can almost become a relationship. And I think maybe the reason that she had to leave and she is because maybe Whitney Houston wasn't, I don't know, this is just a freaking guess. This is just my theory. Maybe she wasn't really gay and this other woman had deep feelings for her and it wasn't reciprocated in the same way or maybe the feelings were reciprocated and there was that love there but she never got to really talk about it or be like that because she always had to hide and be something else that she wasn't and could you imagine what that would be like for the person who you're with who has to always live in secrecy like I mean, we love so much well, about talking about who we love. They played a clip in the film of an, um, her mom, Sissy Houston, in an interview with Oprah. Sissy Houston had written a book about uh, Whitney. And Oprah said, 
you know, because it mentions this woman in the book and how people thought they were lovers, and Sissy acknowledges that. And Oprah was like, would that have been okay with you if they were, in fact, Mm. lovers? And her mom said no. Oh, yeah. So it's clear that there was an expectation. Now, add on top of that the fact that these people in her family uh, were all on her payroll, Whitney's payroll, and oh, right, that's often a problem. It. Like people that rise to fame from poverty or from like a lower socioeconomic uh-huh. level, they end up hiring their family, and then yep. there's too much. Yep, yep, yep. Her dad on his deathbed ended up suing her, Whitney, <gasps> for saying like you didn't give me enough money. I'm sick. And it's like his son is so deathbed. Sad. You can't take it with you, you know. It's so sad. And um, the documentary is so interesting because Whitney's just an interesting human being. Yes. And to, I I had heard rumors about this, you know, bisexuality or lesbianism mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but dang. Yeah. That's, that's. It was mind blowing actually. It would be so, I just feel like in, if you become famous at that age, you're 17 and on the cover of 17 magazine and instantly like in this pop stardom world with a music video out and all this stuff. And you'd never really get to find out who you are. Well, and she was from the hood, like Whitney was from Baltimore Mm -hmm. and, but she was so beautiful Mm -hmm. that then they branded her like her label branded her as this pop queen, yeah. beauty queen model, and it just didn't match who she was inside. And so she, there was several layers of what you were talking about, like the sin of hiding or secrecy yeah. and how that can lead to your demise. Like, okay. Right? Absolutely. Perfect example. That's a perfect example of and then harboring a dark secret. Yeah. And according to studies... Everybody has between five and seven deep, dark secrets that they've never told anybody they're holding on to. Five and seven? Somewhere, like, that's the average number, five to seven. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'll find them out. <laughs> um, you know what is not a deep, dark secret? What? Candy Club. Ugh. Because the word's out. Secret's out. <laughs> Delicious. But speaking of, Sarah's about right to now. chomp into some chocolate oh, right yeah. now. Um, Candy Club is all about making your life a little sweeter by delivering... Wonderful treats to your door, unique candy from all over the world, and it's stuff that's not easily found in stores. And they are offering our listeners double trouble. Mm-hmm. So usually you get three tubs of treats, but if you use Sarah's ribbon into it, oh my into gosh, it. these are adorable gummy penguins! How if cute! You go to uh, candyclub.com, you can get six in your box, six tubs for the same price, which is a $25 savings. Enter code BRAINCANDY at candyclub.com. Um, yeah, so that is super interesting. I know we went off on the tangent there, but if you're wondering if the gummy penguins are delicious, they are. What flavor are they? I think they're grape. You know what? And I something else. That. Hold on. Because it's like the the white part of their belly are something else delicious. They These black and white penguin gummies have a surprising fresh peach flavor mm. and are made with real fruit juice, sure to become a favorite. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're They're welcome delicious. for that. It's way um, off of grape. Would you like me to say something else now? I would like you to say whatever you'd like. <laughs> okay. Or it's yours. I saw um, an article that was... The title was, how, oh, dang, 
Like basically when you get falsely imprisoned, mm. how do you get out? Admit that you're guilty. What? So there's this weird glitch what? in the system. What? If you've been falsely imprisoned, let's say yeah. you're in prison for murder and you didn't do it. Okay. And they get DNA. It proves that you didn't do it. There's this weird situation with the justice system where they'll let you out, but you have to say you did it. Right. I think that is one of the, one of the conditions for parole or to be paroled or... or Right? Not always, but sometimes. But some of the condition is an admission of guilt. It's called the Alfred. I hate that rule. It's called the Alfred plea. And there's a particular instance um, where this guy was in jail for 20 some years for rape and murder. They found the semen and did a test. It wasn't his. So they said, if you say you did it, you can walk free. Now, legally, he'll still be considered a murderer. This is the dumbest thing. And so he said no. And so he said, I want another trial. So they offered him another trial. He had to stay in jail for 16 more months. They went in for the trial, and then the prosecution said, we declined to prosecute, and he got to walk out. He called their bluff. They had nothing. Good. But he had to wait 16 months to get that. Now, he was also charged with another man. The other man took the plea. He got to leave that day, but he's on paper uh-huh. still a murderer. Oh my gosh! Oh, the, oh <laughs> where do I even start? What do you think? I think a thousand things. Right? I think our. It's so difficult. I can only imagine to be part of. What would you do? That's what I want to know. Oh, I would be the one. I would stay in there. No admission of guilt. I would absolutely. I I wouldn't. I would never admit that I did it. I would. I'd be like, yep, I did it. No, I couldn't. I, I could write a I'm book. I'm so... Because you're allowed to then leave and say you didn't do it. You don't have to keep maintain that. Didn't I, I still, it would be like a justice that uh, I couldn't. You're principled. Yeah, and I'm such a rule follower that I really would have to have it. I'm so scared of getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. T- terrified. I would really have to... It would kill me to know that that were on my... So to speak. So to speak. <laughs> Right, and then you'd have to go to mur- you'd have to go to jail again for murdering yourself. Right, and that whole thing. I'll tell you, we um, we had the director of our program come in and talk to us about you know, uh, the people in my um, graduating class are about to do something they call advancements, where you go sit in front of a board and you have to. They say, okay, we think that you're good enough to work with actual people and you fuck somebody <laughs> up. Yeah. So we have that coming up, and we also have our licensing exams coming up. And so the, the director comes into one of our classes and gives this whole lecture on how, you know, if anybody has anything on their record, if you've got a DUI in the past, if you've got any sort of misdemeanors and blah, 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 I think he made a little too much eye contact with me. You're kidding me. No, I'm me. not. I was like, is he looking at me? I mean, like, <laughs> I barely even have a parking ticket. You know what I could see you doing is being like, wait, maybe I do. Oh, that's and, exactly like, what I did. Oh my God, Susie! That he was looking at me. So I, I mean, I guess when you are like the loudmouth in who, in class who's got all the tattoos, who's been on reality television, they figure somewhere down the line you fucked up in some other way too. <laughs> so I was started thinking. I was like, "Well, shit, man, do I have any DUIs?" I was oh like, no, I my don't. God, this is crazy! I don't have anything. 
One time, and when then I, that night I got a parking ticket in my school, so I was like, oh, "I wonder if I have." Did you go ahead and tell no. them about it? Uh, tell them about the time. This is one of my favorite oh my Sarah's God, stories. Love. We were out with our friend mm. Tiffany, who we love. Yeah, and it was a crazy night. And Sarah is so responsible, and she, she, you know there is no drinking and driving. So she was like soaps. But I even remember saying. We were at that wine bar where you can fill up your own glass. Yes, I remember. And I remember being like, no, I'm good. I have to drive. I have to drive. And Thank you, God, you know, that. yeah, you have to be real careful. And then <laughs> Sarah had this car. What was the name of that kind of Scion? car? Scion? Yeah. yeah they Scion. look like, we called it the Beast, but it was like, what color, black? Uh, it was dark green, like navy green. And it was just like a, it looked like an army vehicle. Yeah. Um, And she. It actually looks like a toy lunchbox. Like one of those little kids' lunchboxes. (laughs) Right. With wheels on it. (laughs) So we would always tease her about the car. We go to leave. Sarah, believe it or not, there was another one of these hideous cars Mm -hmm. on the same block. And Sarah tried to get into it. Set off the alarm. The key worked. (laughs) I clicked the button to open it and the door unlocked. And then I got in the car, and then I went to go turn it off, and I was like, turn, it, turn on. it on. And I'm like, this is not the my car. The alarm went off. Yeah. Yes. The key allowed me to do everything but turn the car on. So that's what the hell? It. I feel like that's not my fault. So then well, I'm already in stitches, and that could have been the end of the story, except then right. she hops in her correct car and <laughs> takes it and gets pulled over yep. for a a, like they thought a DUI. The light was out above my license plate frame. Tell them what happened. And they pulled me over and I got <laughs> out of the car and I was like, oh, I, I looked at the cop right there and I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. He's like, did you have something to drink? And I said, yes, I had two drinks. I had one drink at five o'clock PM in the night, one drink at this place. So I told him everything and I was like, don't worry, I had it with dinner. And he's like, okay, well we have to do the whole, and I did the whole field sobriety test and the whole time I'm telling him like, oh my God, I'm so nervous right now. I was telling What did he say when you said you were nervous? I don't know. I'm, uh, he must've said like, don't worry, everything's going to be fine or whatever. And he was training another cop. So there were two cops there right? and one was getting a lesson in how to do a field sobriety test. And he did the eye thing. And then he did the eye thing, and then he made me do the field sobriety test where I learned that night that the field sobriety (laughs) test is not so much about you actually completing the thing as much as it is remembering all the steps that they tell you. Because I think as somebody who knows the effects of alcohol, I mean, yeah, of course you can be, you know, the coordination is off, but a telltale sign is if you give them some information and they can't even remember what the heck you just asked them to do. So the, the steps that he gave me, I remember being like, Dude, I can barely remember this sober. It like was what? it was take five steps, turn in three circles on your left foot, then take seven steps back, turn in two circles on your right foot. It was stuff like that where I was like, okay, wait. So you want me to start with the left? Then it's a, and I had to, and I did it. And then they even gave me a breathalyzer, and then they sent me on my way. And then they were like, "Are you sure you know how to get out of here?" And I'm like, "I think so." In my head, I'm going, "I barely know what my name is right now. I'm that so nervous." It's terrifying, but I was fine, and. uh And yeah, all is well that ends well. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And the other night, I went over to a friend's house, and because Landon's in his neck brace, yeah. I have to be the driver everywhere, Yeah, and I'm almost never the driver anywhere because he's like not a big drinker when we go out at friends houses and I'll have like two glasses of wine and like not be able to drive Mm -hmm. and so I had to be the designated driver and then uh, yours truly drank one glass too many and then I had to uber at home and so we had to you're kidding Uh me and then like the next morning I had to do the walk of shame but it wasn't really as like an uber of shame but it shouldn't be an uber of shame it should be like a yeah I'm responsible. Right I thing. did the right thing. The the dumb thing would be to get in the car and drive. So don't don't freaking drive, people. Can I just say I took a it was actually a lift home from that Emmy party I went to. Yeah. And I had just read like I read horror stories all the time about like people having terrible experiences on whatever company, mm-hmm. not one or the other. And I always thought mine are always normal and nice and no problems. Yeah. Uh oh. Honest to God, if if you told me that he had taken a shit in that car, oh, I would no. believe you. And I was dressed up, <gasps> you know, Seuss. and I'm by myself Should and I get into select. this disgusting car and it truly, like I had to breathe through my mouth. I was no. gagging. No. I swear. And it was not like an older guy that maybe was incontinent. We're talking about a young guy. Oh my God. And uh, I did not tip him. No, you I'm don't. I'm just saying. Don't. He probably gave me a bad star review, but I mean... Oh, I need to give my freaking girl a good review. I forgot to do yeah. that. Yeah. Leave them five stars. Always. But this guy, I should give him one star, huh? Uh, absolutely. That is so gross, man. I mean, because he would give you one star if you smell like shit. Right. Right? Right. Ugh. Yeah, that was sick. Um, Once I had an Uber driver who drove the whole time with his foot out the window. <laughs> Always have the best stories. That's a true story. I, I in fact, think I've even told it on here There's before. No Way, are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, no, I'm not kidding you. But I couldn't really say shit to the guy because <laughs> he let me have my dog in the car because I had to drop my dog off at the doggy daycare. You could have at least been like, "Whoa, what are we doing, contortions?" You, Listen, like you couldn't even I acknowledge it. I wasn't exactly going to strike up a convo. Was it barefoot? Yes. Lies. No, swear. He's, he was a total beach bum. The back of his car oh. was filled with sand. It was a little hatchback, like, rinky-dink thing. Air conditioning was broken. Oh, my God. And then he spent the whole time talking to me about the price of new cars versus driving around his old car the whole entire time and how he's just decided that he's going to stick with the old car because, you know, it'll cost too much. to do, And he shouldn't get the air conditioning fixed because it'll just cost about as much as buying a new car to get the air conditioning. I knew way too much. And all I cared to say was put your foot back in the window and I couldn't do it. That is sick. I do know that culture around here, the yeah. beach culture. Yeah, it's of like, like a beach bummy thing. People walking around with no shoes. And I say to them, you're disgusting. I can't with the no shoes. To me, thing. it's like white privilege. Because if oh. some a person of color were to walk around with no shoes, you would judge them and think they were like mentally ill or something. But when the white beach people do it, it's yeah. like, oh, that's their culture. And you go down to the beach and especially in like San Clemente area and Laguna Beach, all of the 
like teenage girls yeah. are walking in in their bikinis for and sure. standing in line. And in I, Ralph's, I've yes, seen them. And I'm like, what? Put some fucking clothes it on. It is bizarre. It's weird. That's weird to me. Right. What if, see, this is what I mean. What if a person of color did that? No, they would, would call the police. Totally right. But like little teenage white girls walking around in All their the bikinis time. at Ralph's. And, and I hate like, it oh. because I want to be like, oh my God, every man in this line is staring at your underage ass right now. Yeah, it's not good oh. at all. We are outraged. I am. We went from zero to one. We did. Oh my gosh, real quick. <laughs> Anything else before we go, Sarah? Oh my god, that's it? I mean... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, see if you wait, have anything wait, else. Wait, let me see, because I got so many good facts recently. So many good facts. They're really good. Um, did you know... Mm-hmm. That a whale's penis is called a dork? No. Is that where the name for a loser Pro- comes from? Probably. And you, yeah, probably a dork. Yeah. You're a dork. Maybe that's a compliment. Maybe. <laughs> you have a gigantic, or you're a big dick. Uh-huh. Wow. And So many questions. Yeah. That's the beauty of learning. It is. It makes for more questions True. than answers. So go think about that for a little <laughs> while, friend. Wait, I have one more thing. Oh, okay. Yay. I read this other book about the Good, science of <laughs> the science of socializing. Oh my god. I'm sure there's so much to talk about. There really was. And um what was the thing you just said right before I started talking about this because I wanted to add to it. Uh, we about were the talking big dick. about the whale being called a dick and <laughs> dork. No, a dork being a dork. No. And why did I bring it up? Hmm. I'm Science so angry right now. Socializing and do I'm not even drinking. By the way, I'm drinking, drinking tea, tea for goodness sake. Maybe sakes. that's my problem. We call. Is that where the name for a loser came from? Yeah. And then I was going to tell you that Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent <laughs> Roberts. I did know that. I did know that. Leave it to me to know the Barbie uh, facts. Uh, I guess I'll just have to think about that. Yeah. What a loser. Oh, we're talking about how important it is to be learning, learning all the time, mm-hmm. learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Stephanie mm-hmm. was learning. <laughs> you picked up your mug and then you said, and that's why learning, it's really important to be a lifelong <laughs> learner. Right? Is it coming back to you? No. Oh, damn. But I, I love that you did that. I even tried but to yes, reenact that it. was what it came from because I was like, because it opens up more questions than answers. Right. But I don't know why I was going to bring mm. that up. But I did mm. learn a lot from the book. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Yeah. About like micro uh, expressions and oh. how to read people and where oh. you should stand when you go to a social event. Where should you stand? Uh, where people exit the bar. Like if you're at a reception. Now, is this if you want to talk to people or want to avoid talking to people? If you want to socialize. Oh, okay. But like if you go by the entrance, people, when they enter a party, are very anxious, like just sort of scoping it out and you won't get very far with like networking or, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because people are, their mind is elsewhere. So. Their mind is on how do I get to the bar and get a drink? Yeah. And like, how do I get comfortable myself? I I don't want to have to deal with you as well. Right. So I thought that was a good tip. That's a really There were good a lot one. of good tips about the way people behave and what's helpful in, in making conversation. A lot of our reader or readers, listeners have anxiety, so they might yeah. like this book. I'll have to put Well, it in. and any tips, I mean, I get so socially awkward when it comes to being at parties and so much anxiety around 
leaving and going to a, a group setting or being in a new environment, any kind of tips on yes. what to do, where I should stand, because these are where my this is where my brain goes and this is what I worry about. Yeah. There Who was... should I talk to? What should I talk about? Right. And I always stand next to the entrance like an I idiot. know what I was gonna say. What? Yes, yes. The question they started the book with like a quiz and to see how good you are already with social being uh-huh. social. You got a hundred percent. I did pretty well, but I still have room to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the questions I got wrong was, how can you tell if somebody is neurotic? And it gave like four options of like behaviors that you might think someone's neurotic. And the correct answer was that they hang up a ton of inspirational posters and post them on social media and things like that. Because they're trying to soothe themselves and like psych themselves up. Yeah. Because I had never thought of this. Neuroticism is about worrying. Yes, it is. And I had never thought of it in that way, even though like because you you want you have to like break down. I think people think the wrong thing about that word. Yeah. That it's almost like equating it with crazy. Yeah. when That's not what. And it there's is. like a neurosis. There's something that you're hung up or worried yeah. about. So if or, somebody's posting a lot of that either in their real house or on social media, they might be neurotic. Well, you know, my mom told me as we were walking through the hobby store that we do not speak of. Yeah, right. Um, the crafting waiting area. <laughs> yeah. Um, see what I did there with the name? I did. Okay, good. Yeah, Just yeah. making sure you're mm-hmm. uh, there. It was right when those signs that said or like everything it was on everything like pillowcases keep calm and carry on whatever mm. and i when it first came out i remember saying to my mom oh that's kind of cute yes. she's like no you do not want that in your house because you know what that's subliminally telling you that there's something that you need to be calm about and you need to keep carrying on that's telling yourself that you have a problem that you're it's telling you just relax in this moment keep calm carry on that is very really, insightful it should say nothing's wrong here yeah Right. I never thought about so it that way. being reminded, seeing something that says this too shall pass or something, which I have freaking tattooed on me, is really a, my, a reminder that it, it almost keeps you in that victim place and keeps you in that, that mm. you know? Interesting. Yeah. So try to surround yourself with things that validate yourself in the moment of it being like a, a winning moment, not something that you have to come down from and then... How about this one? Up. It is well with my soul. That's perfect. That's a good one. That's a great one. I like that. Love it. It You probably never sang that. It's a a hymn. That's good. All right, people. It's well with our soul. We're out of here. See ya. Bye. Bye.